Experience God's encounter with Pastor George Izunwa as he takes you through the Word of God. We believe that the Gospel is good news and that God's principle empowers men to fulfill their destiny. For more inquiries, call 0702-5950 or 0702-5951. Jesus exceeds expectations. How do people receive healing? The problem now is not, oh God, heal me. The problem is me, I should receive my healing. If you don't get this right, uh, you will still be sick after all the prayers. But when you get it right, you will find out that healing is not as difficult as we make it. So as I'm teaching you, I need you to understand that not every healing, not every healing is instantaneous. Not every healing is instantaneous. Miracles happen immediately. But sometimes healing takes some time. When we pray for you, this is where a lot of people that come to church suffer too long. They want to receive a miracle. And when they don't receive a miracle, they also refuse to receive a healing. If a man of God prayed for you and the pain did not go, you should be able to know as a person how to still receive your healing with or without the man of God. Because every time we come to a crusade, you can see thousands of people in the crusade. And when prayers are prayed, maybe you see a hundred persons or two hundred persons who were sick come out and testify. Maybe in that crusade there were two thousand persons that were sick. And only two hundred were here. That's ten percent. The one thousand eight hundred will still go home with their sickness. And if they don't know how to come out of sickness, their sickness will continue. That's why I'm teaching you on faith for healing. Because every week you come here and I preach and I shout and we dance and we celebrate. And some people after one or two weeks of coming, they start feeling discouraged. Because, oh, people testified the last time. Another person testified the other time. Another person said, why is my own not happening? You are looking at a man. It's time to start looking at God. So how do you receive a healing? Number one, by enforcing the word of God. By enforcing the word of God. That's the first point. Enforcing the word of God. In Psalm 107 verse 20, the Bible said, He sent his word. And heal them. And deliver them from what? Their destruction. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from their destruction. So, his word came to heal them. How many of you know that God is in his word? You know that? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was what? So the word of God is the career 
of the power of God. The word of God is the career of the godliness of God. The word of God is the career of everything that God is. A lot of people come to church and when we teach them from the Bible, they discard the Bible because in their very messed up imagination, they think there is something else we are using to do this thing other than the book they are holding in their hands. In their very, very messed up imagination, they think there is any other secret other than the book they are having in their hands. What makes me a minister is reading that book you are carrying that you don't take serious. That book you read like a novel is where everything I am doing comes from. That's where my power, that's where the grace, that's where the boldness, that's where the authority, that book that to open it and to read it is a problem for you. That is my secret. And that is the secret of every true servant of God. That book you despise. You are looking for something great to happen to you. But inside that book is the load of something more than nuclear power. He sent his word and healed them. You despise that book, you despise your future. You despise that book, you despise your healing. You despise that book, you despise your answer. The first thing to do in order to get your healing is to enforce the word of God. Now you cannot enforce a word you don't know. So the first thing you do is... What does the Bible say about my healing? That's why I did the teaching I did last time. There are some of you here now who have been sick for four years that cannot quote one Bible verse on healing, whether in English or in your native language. Not one you have crammed. Not one you recite for yourself. You cannot quote three places in the Bible that speaks about healing. You have never read any book on healing before. And yet, HIV wants to kill you. Cancer wants to kill you. Fibroid is in your womb. All kinds of things are fighting your destiny. You have high blood pressure. You have diabetes. Not one day have you sat down with the word of God and said, this book that is God, what is he saying about my healing? That's why you are going to sit down in church and the devil keeps torturing you. And when you die, they will say, ah, God failed him. But he was always going to church. They were praying for him every time. How is it that his own did not happen? His own did not happen because he was a fool. Jesus said, I want to show you who a foolish man is. He said, this is the one that doesn't regard my word. He said, I want to see, show you who a wise man is. The one that reads my word and does what he says. So it is... An error for you not to know what the Bible says about your healing. Listen, anything on this earth that you are looking for, get a teaching about it. Get the Bible verses that speak about that. Find a book to read about it. 
and settle down until that thing enters into your spirit man. When you do that, the first stage of that answer has come. I asked somebody sometime, I said, since you began believing God for prosperity, how many books on prosperity have you read? Not one. You want God to use you in the prophetic. What book have you read on prophecy? Not one. You want God to use you to heal people. What book have you read? Not one. All you do is shout, and then you lay hands. You don't understand how it works. Ignorance is a disease. It will mess you up. Now, when you have read the Bible or received a word from the word of God concerning your healing, what, how do you enforce the word? You enforce the word first of all by speaking it consistently. Speaking it as a confession. There is a difference between Positive confession and confessing the word of God. Positive confession says, I am not sick. I cannot be sick. That's positive. I am not sick. I cannot be sick. Word confession says, by his stripes, I am healed. Positive confession says, well, uh, I, am, I, 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 I am not poor. I cannot be poor. What confession says is the one that gives me the power to get. What confession is you knowing the Bible, memorizing the Bible, and when a situation challenges you, you tell the devil what the Bible says. A lot of people have stayed in church for 20 years, not one Bible verse in their head. There are some of you here now that you can... Give up to 10 or 15 mobile phone numbers of your friends without thinking. If they ask you Chichi's mobile number, you can recite it. They ask your case mobile number, you recite it. They ask you your mother's on you recite it. They ask you your brother's on you recite it. You know more than 20 mobile phone numbers and you give it accurately. But you cannot quote. Ten verses of the Bible and recite them accurately. To you is a joke. To God is an insult. To you is a joke. To God is an insult. It shows what you value. It shows what matters to you. When you say to God, I can't remember Bible verse, God will ask you, but you remember people's phone number. To you, it's a joke. To God, it's an insult. That this person values phone numbers of useless boyfriends and friends all around and can put them in his brain and cannot cram one word from my word. And be able to recite it and tell the devil, it is written. This is the problem why people keep saying, I'm not getting an answer. It's not because God is very difficult. Is because they are not serious with God. When you receive the word, you speak it and speak it and speak it and you keep speaking it until you see it. Jesus said, anyone that will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and will not doubt in his mind, but believe that what he says shall come to pass, he shall have what he is saying. So say it 
and say it and say it and say it until the sickness in your body hears you. Say it. Say it until he hears you. I shared a story in this church about a man, an Air Force officer. The wife was pregnant. They went to the hospital and they did a scan. Now the scan was done in America, not here. When they did the scan abroad, they saw the baby in the womb. The scan scanned the brain of the baby and found out that even though this baby is fully, has hand and leg and everything, there is no brain inside the skull. When the scan was scanning, there was no white matter, there was no brain matter inside the skull. So they knew that this baby would be born either an imbecile or born dead and the body functions will not happen. Right now, as he's in the mother's womb, he's moving by the mother's body. But the moment he's born, he won't be able to see, won't be able to talk, won't be able to move. He'll just be like that until he dies. So the doctor said, I think you will need to think about what to do because this is going to be a lifetime liability. The woman started crying and came out and called the husband. The husband left his office and drove down. Came there, saw the wife crying. And he said to the wife, is it both of us go to the same church? We sit down and hear the word of faith every day. And you look more religious than me. But you just hear a bad report and you start crying. He said, if you don't shut your mouth now, our marriage will end here. He said, what the Bible says, we have seen problem now. Let us apply what the Bible says and see whether God is true or false. The woman cleaned her eye and they went back, talked to their pastor and drew up Bible verses. He gave them, they collected so many Bible verses on healing and deliverance and miracle and the power of God and all that. And they made up their mind. Every morning from that day until the baby is born, they will sit down together if they are at home together or if they are afar, they will stay on their phones and all that and recite it ten times each for each other and declare that God's word is true, that God cannot lie, that God does what he says he will do and speak to the body, the child inside the womb of the woman. She will put her hand on her stomach and command the brain of the child to come alive and command the child to hear what the word of God says. They did it and did, the doctors were asked, why are you not coming to remove the baby? We are not coming anywhere. They did it and did it and did it for up to three months or so. Going to the fourth month when the baby was to be born. On the day of the birth of the baby, the man and the wife went together to the hospital. The doctors received them. The whole emergency thing was prepared because the doctors believe this child as he's born, he will either die or if we keep him on, some, on oxygen or whatever and sustain him, he will still die later. They gave back to the boy. The boy came out and cried. The boy's hand and legs were moving. They opened the eye. It was okay. They took him for a scan. Their brain was full. No oil was poured. No hands were laid. No deliverance was done. They just stood on the word until the word walked. They stood on the word until the word walked. 
And there are a lot of people. There was a time here I gave in this church 101 Bible verses on healing. And I commanded people to recite for themselves until the period is over and all that. A few persons did it fully and you had some of them come here and testify about the miracles God did by the word. Not because somebody laid hands. I'm not saying lay hands is bad. I like it when I lay hands and miracles happen. But I don't like it when you look at me as if, you know, you know, as if uh, because I laid hands on you, a miracle happened, I came from heaven. That's the problem we have in Nigeria, that we worship men of God. That even when they are doing bad, we still say, well, he's a man of God. Why? Because we come to a point where we worship them. I didn't come here to be worshipped. I came to teach you the word of God. He said to me, teach my people strength. That's what he taught me. So I want you to grow. I want you to be anointed. I want you to be powerful in yourself. You speak it and 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 speak it. You declare it and declare it and declare it until your body hears it. In Acts chapter 14 verse 3. When Paul the apostle was having a challenge where he went to preach. Look at what the Bible says there. It's a long time therefore about death. Speaking boldly in the Lord. Acts 14 verse 3. He said, long time therefore about there. Speaking boldly in the Lord. He said, they stayed there for a long time. Speaking boldly. How? Speaking boldly in the Lord. After today, may you speak boldly. He said they stayed there for a long time. Long time may mean one day. Long time may mean one week. Long time may mean one month. Long time may mean one year. I don't care. But they stood their ground and kept confessing boldly in the Lord. What happened? He said which gave testimony unto the word of his grace. So God arose to testify that his word was true. He said God gave testimony. He said God himself Gave testimony concerning his word. How did God give testimony concerning his word? Look at it. I'm reading Acts 14 verse 3. Look at the last one. And granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So Jehovah decided to be a witness that his word is true by releasing miracles. When you stand your ground and you speak boldly and boldly and boldly and boldly and boldly, Jehovah will arise to be a witness concerning his word by giving you evidence. But sometimes you have to abide there a long time. That you stand your ground and say, here I stand, I'm not shifting. Satan, go to hell. You tell him himself and his grandmother can't do you nothing. And you declare the word, and declare the word, and declare the word. Sometimes while you are declaring the word, it looks like it's getting worse and worse. You keep declaring, and keep declaring, and keep declaring, until your womb hears the word, until your eye hears the word, until your business hears the word, until your ear hears the word, until your leg hears the word, until whatever is wrong in your body hears the word. Today, your body will hear the word. It's a long time they are both speaking boldly. People, how can I be sick? What rubbish. You speak bold, bold, bold until God arrives to be a testimony. When God testifies in your court case, you can't lose. He bought testimony. He bought testimony. 
I declare over you that in your body today, Jehovah will be a testimony for his word. In your business this week, God will be a testimony for his word. In your marriage, God will be a testimony to his word. My dear, even if you have been speaking for three months and the thing is still there, keep speaking. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. In today's fast-paced world, we all need contacts and mentors on social media for inspiration, motivation, and more. You can connect with Pastor George Izunwa on all his social media handles. Follow him on Facebook at Pastor George Izunwa, Instagram and Twitter at George Izunwa. Connect and let's take the journey of greatness together.